The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 29. To find out more about me and the work I do with my coaching, you can head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there, if you sign up to my newsletter, you get access to my free mini course for OCD and anxiety. Now, in this week's how-to section, we're going to be looking at uh, sensory motor OCD and how you can uh, overcome that. Now, sensory motor is something that I personally struggled with a lot in the past. Uh, Many people uh, don't actually know so much about sensory motor OCD. Uh, And I think many people often go um, undiagnosed with it. Now, it can be a really difficult type of OCD because the uh, compulsions are less obvious than they are for other types of OCD. And in today's episode, we'll be exploring what what is sensory motor OCD. And what can we start doing to start managing um, to start managing a lot a lot better? This one, uh, this particular type of OCD responds uh, especially well to mindfulness. So we'll be looking at how we can use mindfulness to help us lessen the severity of the uh, of the compulsions and the uh, anxiety that we're experiencing from the OCD. Uh, if you do suffer from this type of OCD, trust me, I know exactly how it feels. It can be incredibly frustrating. So anyway, this episode is for you guys and for anyone else who thinks they may be struggling with sensory motor OCD. So I actually uh, wrote a blog about sensory motor OCD um, a number of months ago and many people have been uh, asking me questions about it, wanting to know more about it. Uh, And so that's why I've decided to do this podcast today. Uh, So yeah, if you are interested in reading that blog, you can head over to my website Um, But let's start off with uh, talking about what actually is sensory motor OCD. So what it is, is when when you become uh, frustratingly aware of normal everyday bodily processes that in the past would have been something that you did subconsciously, but for some reason... These, uh, these things have come up into your conscious awareness and it becomes very difficult for you to stop thinking about them. So some classic types of sensory motor problems that people have uh, include uh, breathing OCD where you become completely obsessed with the breath and you can't think about anything else. Um, another one can be... Um, kind of how you look at people so when you're looking at somebody in the eye and you're trying to talk to them you may become obsessed about how you do how you do that another one can be swallowing so you know when you're speaking noticing how much saliva that you have in your mouth as you're speaking and trying to decide when is the best time to to swallow that saliva and you know it, it, with all of these, with all of these um, uh, specific themes, 
it kind of feels like or sounds kind of uh, silly in a way. It's like, why would you become obsessed about that? But trust me, it's um, it's possible to become obsessed about just about anything when you're really struggling with OCD. And, uh, and, and so these things, they really do become very difficult um, parts of OCD and, and they, they, they can be very difficult to overcome if you don't have the skills and the knowledge for how, to, for how to deal with them. So other types of sensory motor could be blinking. People become obsessed with how much they're blinking and how they should be blinking and whether they're doing it properly. And finally, uh, some people become obsessed with how their fingers feel as they're walking or as uh, you know as they're just relaxing like how does how do their fingers feel when they're kind of touching each other in an article taken from beyond ocd david j cooler phd states that sensory motor obsessions as defined here involve either a focus on automatic bodily processes or discrete physical sensations whether technically sensory or sensory motor in nature such obsessions share one common precursor selective attention. It seems that this selective attention and an unwillingness to experience it is what creates the problem. A person becomes anxious that they will never be able to stop thinking about the obsession and this leads to a lot of anxiety. What often seems to happen is that the person ends up making matters worse by constantly trying to push the obsession away which tends to only make the problem worse. Kula goes on to say that in a typical scenario, individuals begin to selectively attend to their swallowing, for example, and become anxious that they will become unable to stop thinking about their swallowing. Attempts to distract themselves fail, leading to higher levels of anxiety. And this anxiety perpetuates the focus on swallowing, leaving them preoccupied and frustrated. So it really is a vicious circle. So much of OCD is, is like that. It really is. It's a vicious circle. You get an, obs- an obsessive thought that comes up into your head. Um, you start to think about it more and more and more. And so you start to get more and more anxiety. Um, and then that causes you to have more obsessive thoughts. And so the process goes on and on and on. But it's very, very much the case, certainly, with sensory motor OCD. So how did it affect me and what was my experience of of trying to deal with it? So for me, um, it took many years of of really fighting with with it to finally realize that fighting with it wasn't actually uh, going to work. And I'm well aware of what feels like the impossible to get away with from scenario that it creates. Perhaps the hardest thing about this type of OCD is that you can't ever get away from it. Your bodily sensations are there with you all the time. And if you don't know how to deal with them effectively, they can bother you all the time. So (laughs) OCD is so annoying sometimes. It really is. It It can frustrate you so much because it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing or who you're with. The, uh, the OCD thoughts can come up at any moment and they can really distract you, take your attention and can get you, uh, well, can get you out of the present moment and into your head. And, uh, you know, before you know it, you're really struggling with these difficult thoughts. So for me, probably the, the hardest sensory motor obsession um, I've dealt with has been hyper-awareness of the mouth. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why, but from, from time to time, my, my attention would get fixated on the mouth. 
And I became obsessed about how my teeth rest against my cheeks or how I might look when I'm smiling. And I would get so stuck on these thoughts that I would struggle to pay attention to anything else. And social settings would become a nightmare where I would have to perform a a tricky balance between paying attention to the sensations whilst trying to listen to a conversation and smile like I was actually paying attention. But more often than not, I would, you know, I would be just kind of having a few too many beers uh, to try to deal with the anxiety that I was experiencing and then feeling bad the next day because of it. Um, and so obviously, you know, my coping methods at this during this time were, were not very helpful. Um, now, nobody actually had any idea of what was going on inside my head. You know, I really felt like everybody must be looking at my teeth and that I must be, you know, I must be, uh, there must be something wrong with me and people would be able to see that. But, you know, nobody was looking at me and, uh, you know, actually, this is all just in my head. And sadly, you know, that is that is just what OCD does. It makes you feel so anxious. It makes you feel that there must be something wrong when actually, you know, that nothing nothing is wrong. It's just a faulty message coming from the amygdala. Uh, telling you that you need to do something to deal with this anxiety whereas the best thing you can do is just to not do anything at all because there isn't actually a problem to solve Um, also this this kind of uh, sensory motor uh, obsession I had about the mouth I mean it's also related to uh, body uh, dysmorphic disorder Uh, however I think in my case it's it's still more OCD so What makes sensory motor OCD so tricky? Well, the major difference between this type of OCD and classical OCD is that it can be really hard to detect the compulsions that you're performing. With hand-washing OCD, it's pretty damn blatant if you are performing the compulsion or not. But with sensory motor, the compulsions are in disguise. Hence, you keep getting stuck in them again and again, even if you're determined not to perform the compulsions. So if you don't know what the compulsions are, then how can you stop yourself from performing them? Uh, Janet Singer from Psych Central comments that those with OCD who suffer from sensory motor obsessions often find their lives greatly affected. They have trouble concentrating on anything other than their obsessions and might have difficulties socializing and sleeping as well. So what can be done to help people with this difficult type of OCD? So sensory motor OCD can be, tr- can be treated quite successfully by breaking the connection between sensory awareness and reactive anxiety. Now, the first thing that you would need to do is to seek the support of a professional and tell them about your concerns. Unfortunately, uh, as this type of OCD is rarer, you may come across some therapists who are un- unaware of it. So you might need to be ready for this. And you might need to seek out a specialist who can really uh, support you with this special type of OCD. So a therapist uh, specializing in this area should work with you so that you can experience the sensory obsessions, but without the accompanying anxiety. And this is because once a thought is linked with anxiety, the conscious mind will persistently keep it present. And this is very much related to an experiment from the late 80s called the White Bear Syndrome. In this experiment, people are told um, that they're not allowed to think um, about a white bear. 
And of course, they end up thinking about nothing but white bears. In fact, they have white bears coming out of their ears. Um, so this, this approach, you know, when you're told not to think about something, it does the opposite. It just doesn't work at all. Despite this, the most common compulsion that's used to reduce the anxiety of OCD is to try and forcibly distract your attention onto something else. And unfortunately, as I'm sure you're aware, this doesn't work. And uh, you'll end up with even more anxiety-inducing white bears coming into your head. So, a powerful tool in learning to recognize the compulsions and breaking the thought and anxiety link is developing awareness through mindful uh, practices. So, it's important to teach people that if they can sit and observe their anxiety without doing anything to reduce it, the anxiety will go down on itself eventually. And the sensory obsession will likely pass. Kula from the previously mentioned article states that the first stage of treatment focus on teaching patients that selective attention to previously uh, automatic or unconscious bodily processes or sensations is not dangerous in and of itself. Patients are reassured that once their anxiety dissipates, the sensory awareness will shift. In addition to this, you could also decide to learn about acceptance and commitment therapy, a powerful combination of CBT and mindfulness that helps people to become more aware of their negative habits and to change them. The practice of ACT and mindfulness meditation can bring a greater level of calmness to your mind, making you more aware of your thoughts and actions. In turn, this makes it easier for you to spot compulsions and to not perform them. This then links directly into the exposure and response prevention. Dr. Stephen C., a specialist in the treatment of OCD, breaks ERP down into two components. One, exposure, and two, ritual. He states that exposure involves intentionally confronting situations that you know are likely to increase your fear and anxiety. Ritual prevention involves choosing to sit with your anxiety without resisting it and letting go of the unhelpful strategies, rituals, that are maintaining the cycle. When you first do this, you're more likely to feel uh, more anxiety. But with time and practice, the fear will decrease along with the obsessions of bodily sensations. You may try thought experiments um, where you pur purposely try to invite the obsessions in. For example, uh, for my mouth obsession, I would sit comfortably in my room. Um, always make sure you're in a safe place when you, when you try to do something like this and don't do it when you're driving. Um, but yeah, I would sit comfortably in my room and I would then purposely bring all my attention to my mouth. The sensations of the teeth, how my tongue felt. And, and you know, until I started to feel uh, the anxiety associated with that. And if you keep doing this, purposely bringing that sensation of anxiety uh, to, to the thing that you're, you're obsessed about, then over time, when you just keep purposely doing it and experiencing that anxiety and allowing it to be there and doing the opposite of what you normally do, you know, trying to go in and explore how that anxiety feels what happens is you really begin to build a different relationship with that obsession. You are no longer running away from it. Instead, you are choosing to face it head on. And that attitude and uh, having that approach will allow you to, to be uh, in a much better position for dealing with the anxiety that's giving you. So depending on what your uh, sensory motor OCD might be, 
you could try to create your own exposure to it where, you know, you don't do something that's going to give you too much anxiety. Uh, but using the imagination to expose yourself to the fear that you have about that can be really helpful. So let's now discuss some uh, particular techniques or skills that you can practice for, for different types of uh, sensory motor OCD. And let's start with, with breathing OCD because many people contact me about, about this. Um, first off, just, just let me say that if you are interested in doing uh, some work with me to help you with this, do please get in touch. Um, it's something that I've struggled with for, for many years, sensory motor, and I have got loads of experience uh, and, and tools and techniques that can help you with this. So if you are interested in that, please do get in touch and we can uh, arrange uh, a free uh, consultation. So for breathing uh, sensory motor OCD, the best thing that you can do to start off with is to gently put your attention onto your breath. Because ultimately, you want to do the opposite of what the OCD is selling you. If the OCD is selling you, oh no, I can't be thinking about my breathing. This is really annoying. I don't want to think about it anymore. Then actually, what you want to do is say, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to put my attention on my breath. And uh, so yeah, that's what you're going to do. You're going to find someone quiet to sit. And you're going to gently bring your attention to your breath. So you're literally going to sit there. Uh, it's a bit like a meditation, really. And you're going to pay attention, but you're going to breathe in through the nose and then out through the mouth. Okay, you can close your eyes if you want. And just pay really pay attention to the sensations of breathing. And if you can, whilst you're doing it, try to kind of breathe, you know, like nice and deeply into the belly through the nose and then out through the mouth. And this is very conscious breathing. And it's possible that it may be giving you some anxiety, but that's okay, you know, it's, it's, that's happening because you've been trying to purposely get away from this conscious uh, style of breathing. And so what you're doing now is purposely uh, bringing your attention to it instead. And you're sending a message to your brain that it's okay for you to be uh, to do conscious breathing, that it's not a problem. And when you keep doing this repetitively, um, your brain will start to get the message that actually conscious breathing isn't all that bad. And so then in the future, when you when you kind of find yourself breathing consciously, it won't be such an issue anymore. Now, the great thing about this approach is you're bringing more mindful awareness to, to the thing that you're uh, obsessed about. So whether that's the breathing, uh, or the blinking, or swallowing, or whatever it is. Mindfulness is the key with this type of OCD. So if you're struggling with, with swallowing, what I recommend that you do is that you, you sit down somewhere, uh, again, somewhere comfortable and quiet, and that you bring your conscious awareness to the swallowing process. And you're just going to sit there, and you're just going to keep swallowing Okay, just keep doing it and really pay attention to the sensations of swallowing, to the actions that you have to take with your body as you're doing it. If you're struggling with blinking, you can uh, go in, you can go into the bathroom and look in the mirror and then keep consciously blink, uh, blinking. Keep doing it. Practice this three or four times a day for five minutes, going into the bathroom, consciously blinking. And, you know, try to suck up any anxiety that you feel with that. Allow that anxiety to be there. It's not a problem. The anxiety is not the problem here. It's our reaction to the anxiety. So with all of these activities, you may get some anxiety. But just remember, it's okay. Try to allow that anxiety to be there and keep 
practicing um, the uh, the exposure to to your particular fear. Okay, guys, I hope that was helpful. Um, if you do have any questions or if you want to get in touch with me to, to, you know, to do some work on this, please do feel free to get in touch. You can, uh, you can check out my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And uh, many thanks. So that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Remember, if you would like to get access to my free mini course for OCD and anxiety, all you need to do is go to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and if you enter your 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 email there you'll get access to my free mini course and now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.